the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of our program brought to you by, hey, the uh, it is Christmas at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They have everything you need for Christmas. Wait till you check out their selection. They're right off of Route 4, P- Red Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Balsam, Frasier fir cut trees, three feet, 12 feet tall. They also have potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inches to 60 inch sizes. Huge. Also, they have different Christmas swag. They have mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping, cut trees, decorative pots, and also cemetery baskets. Remember our loved ones. It's been a difficult year. Stop by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have wonderful original Christmas crafts, Gift certificates are available for gift giving. They're open every day. Look for them on Facebook. I always share them. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And then their website is prmaterials.shop. Well, folks, yesterday, Governor Mundo made it official that she is not, for whatever reason, going to be considered in the nominee for uh, president-elect Biden. I know some of you are saying Biden's not even going to be the president. Well, let's, you know, something, the clock is ticking. Uh, with President Trump, they have a week would be very dramatic. It is it is uh, it is something to me, the number of people that still are believing that the president, and his team are going to be able to flip this whole thing and he will remain president. I'm not saying like anyone else that it can't happen, but I have to admit, I, I am surprised the number of you that um, that are saying that, that Joe Biden is not going to be president almost as if this is like back in october and we haven't even voted yet um even president trump said you know i'll see you in four years or something like that the other day so but people are holding out hope it's not the first time there are people it's kind of like a team you know you root for the red Sox. it's the bottom of the ninth they're down six runs and you're like good all we need is a base runner and you know in theory that's true (coughs) but then you just have to kind of weigh the odds of it but anyhow we did find out yesterday Governor Raimondo announcing, Governor Gina Raimondo saying, I will not be his cabinet ser- secretary for, uh, or candidate, I should say, nominee, Department of Health and Human Services. Now, you know, th- there's so much behind the scenes that we don't know, and there's been a lot of speculation. I was speaking with someone that was saying that, you know, that it, as much as maybe the governor views that as it would be a very high profile post and folks i also want to just step back for a minute you know yesterday there's some members of the media saying you know what's the point of that and and almost viewing it as a step down when, when you have the opportunity to be a cabinet head of a you know member of the president's cabinet you have in meetings at the white house secretary health and human services it's a it's a huge job you know, yeah, you, you know, she's Governor Raimondo's a governor and she's one of 50 governors. There's only one. There's only one secretary of health and human services. And it's a it's a huge job. It's obviously a national job. You're dealing with people all over the country. I'm sure in many ways it's actually even an international job because you're probably especially something like this 
interacting internationally, you know, under better circumstances, normal circumstances, you're probably even sitting on panels or uh, part of gatherings all over the world with the uh, the medical field. But um, <clears throat> but that but that said, the governor did not. Now we, we could we could speculate. Um, I think there's there's definitely something to the fact that she was being considered. You just wonder if you do have to go through Senate confirmation, and that would be sometime. Um, the inauguration is not until January 20th. By the way, I, I'm gonna, I should almost preface that this conversation is only for people that feel that president-elect, but that Biden will be the president. If you are someone still holding out, um, then the, this whole conversation is ir- irrelevant. But we're, we're going under the guise that the, um, there would have to be a dramatic change and shift with <clears throat> the vote total in order for for this to happen and president trump to to remain in office like everyone else i mean of course i'd i'd love it to happen i voted for him that's the second time i voted for him but um but just playing that out um you just have to also wonder if um if the governor looking down the line if if she would in fact start to get grilled about the whole uhip thing and you know that that starts to become a runaway train you you don't want to go into this process and then have uh, you know have it not turn out i mean what would be worse would be if you weren't approved uh if your nomination went down in defeat it would better it would be better not to be nominated than to be nominated for that now i'm not convinced that every um, Senate confirmation appointment to if you were going to be, you know, secretary of another interior, commerce, labor, whatever it may be. I, I'm not convinced that 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 whole thing would would be so major the way it may be for this particular role, which would be secretary of health and HHS, human health and human services. Um, it may not be as much for another cabinet position, but it might be. And and you don't want it to be, boy, that was too bad. I mean, it would be better to not go through the process than to go and then, you know, get eaten alive by who knows how these things could start to take off. Um, we don't know. And there's also still the unknown with the, the Georgia runoff situation. But um, so yesterday, Governor Runder, she did make it very clear that that's, she's not going to be the nominee for that position. I still believe that if you're the Biden people, you're looking at different people and you're talking about, you know, the qualification she has. She is a governor. There's a lot of people that are out of government right now and saying, you know, maybe I'd come back um, or in a different role. Rahm Emanuel, he's not doing anything right now. And he he's being eyed to be secretary for transportation. He was the chief of staff for the Obama White House. and Then he was the mayor of Chicago. Um, and now he's just, he's, I see him, he's a political analyst for ABC. He's on ABC this week with, uh, George Stephanopoulos. So I'm just saying, um, I, I think some people underestimate if you're looking at the landscape, you know, Governor Mundo was, was vetted somewhat, um, for VP and they supposedly, uh, liked her a lot. The New York times reported that she dazzled them. And when you're looking at the landscape of, of the Democrat Party now, um, you, you know, you, you, you're not going to choose AOC or one of the progressives, right? You're not going to choose a member of the squad. 
So you got to be careful. Uh, um, The Biden team have already signaled they're not going to choose like a a Senator Sanders or Senator Elizabeth Warren. So then you're looking at, all right, who's out there who is a moderate Dem, who uh, is not in their first term, you know, second term, term limited out. Governor Mundo is actually in the best possible situation to be chosen simply because, you know, she's been governor. She has two years left, kind of become a lame duck. Granted, new speaker, but she's already been the governor. She's been uh, elected twice to it. So from where she is in trajectory, be actually be better and maybe more attractive than someone. You know, it would be tough if there's someone who was just elected, right? Or they were in their first term or first year or second year. A little more difficult like that. And then remember in certain states that the governor would then appoint if you take someone to the Senate. So if Elizabeth Warren uh, left right now, uh, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker would would be a, you know able to pick who who fills out that term, and and that's something that's certainly a consideration when things are so tight in the Senate. So we'll talk about that. But that was very significant yesterday, and we are uh, still week one now, folks, in that Rhode Island post. You can read all about it. I wrote about it on the website, topetro.com. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by J Perry Paving. Remember, they always provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specialized in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, general masonry projects, letter J, J, Perry Paving, residential, commercial, seal-coating patios. They offer free estimates any project. View their work online at their website, letter J, J, PerryPaving.com, or call them 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Learn about, hey, the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, J. Perry Paving, they have your back. Check out the benefits investing asphalt paving, affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. All right, a lot more ahead right here on this Friday on the John DePietro Show. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store, 65% off all week long. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801.
It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers. Where Rhode Island gets engaged. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays 11 to 2, uh, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, It is time for DePietro Debate with me, one of my siblings. She is a writer for the Sun Chronicle, and it's Donna Perry. And DJ, let's start off with, uh, this is interesting, and it's a little bit under the radar, but I know you were uh, pointing out to me that Andrea Mitchell was kind of coming under attack. And there's some some large implications for this when you have an older president who, let's face it, people are questioning, you know, all along what his health has been like. And there was a, a small incident over the weekend that could have larger implications of how the Biden team may treat questions regarding president-elect, if that is the case, Biden's health going forward. Yes, and, and good to be with you, uh, J.D. Um, I, I just thought it was very notable, and I, I do think it speaks to what we may see going forward, of how the media handled uh, the very quiet, slow revelation by his team that he did have an ankle foot injury um, it, it occurred on Saturday. The media was not aware of it until somewhere on Sunday afternoon. Um, he is the president-elect of the United States. So in that situation, John, um, again, they were a little cagey about it. And I think that's what Andrea Mitchell was a little bit getting to, that first of all, they waited 24 hours. He did need to see a physician he was later seen, uh, they were blocking the media at one point early in all this unfolding Sunday, they wouldn't let any, uh, you know, network reporters get any pictures of him between the car and whether it was a medical facility or the doctor. So, you know, okay. Um, and a foot, an ankle twist, but by the way, John, all, all they know, I'm not aware of any documentation that was either asked for by the media or produced, you know, it's like, it was their word from the team. Yes. He fell. Okay. Now he fell down, which can happen to elderly people, but also can happen for different reasons. 
the excuse or the reason was given, he was playing with his dog. His dog. And this, right? I believe it was some kind of a foot fracture that then he has this foot in a here, boot. Here, of some right. Kind. <laughs> foot but in a boot. That so seems you know, pretty uh, severe. And for an elderly yeah. man, and no, you're exactly right. But the results of this is, you know, it's just been such overkill overzealousness going after president trump that this is right. something significant some something like that if he did in fact fall and now he has to go to the hospital and basically you know has to have his foot in a boot but right. i'll let you finish it out where here is you know a very credible reporter andrea mitchell bring it out and the backlash and reaction to that yeah and so andrea mitchell um then by she the, you know they do their shows or whatever on monday So she has her lineup of reporters. I think it's news, certainly, and it's news of the weekend. Um, And then she just mentioned it, and she said she felt that the team was a little less than transparent and saying going forward. I mean, she hardly, like, attacked Biden. I thought it was notable a couple of reasons. So the tape of that, um, it was Yamish Alcindor, who is known, uh, you know, it's just a ferocious attacker on Trump and some mm. of the others. They were like notably, I just thought it was very telling. They were kind of paused before they were, you know, the, it was almost like they were like surprised yeah. that she dared to say that. And she, again, is she is a veteran. She's whatever. So then people on Twitter, you know, and I think this is what has occurred because of the Trump era. They went like crazy saying, why is she still employed? NBC should get rid of her. How did, you know what I mean, John? Like, yes. and, and I think it gets to a larger point that's very concerning. This guy, whatever we want to debate about the election, by all accounts, he will be sworn in on January 20. He is the pres- going to be the president of the United States. And if you have a national media that is now incapable of providing true, objective journalism coverage, they're not going to do everything perfect, by the way. Um, and this country has huge, huge problems across really important issues, as we all know. So I just thought it was notable. And I think it was actually a little bit chilling to see that we and I, I would ascribe it to there's a new generation of uh, people who associate journalism with being an activist or an advocacy which you have, by the way, pointed that out in other instances. So, yes. So, and, so they, and, yeah. And the reaction of that, and let's face it, a couple different things at play here. Number one, in going forward, when you have an, a 78-year-old individual who's the president, one of the things that they, you know, and it's tough because health can be a privacy issue and things like that, but the health of that individual, which a lot of people question how healthy he has been all along, is certainly going to be first and foremost one of the things that, I don't want to say honor system, but if they say, you know, let's just say he's canceled, he has no events today, you know, you start to wonder, is he not feeling well now? Maybe Absolutely. I'm just going forward. If it's two days, three days, we haven't seen him. We know in the past, you know, the, the long standing thing of people didn't know that the president was in a wheelchair. You go back to FDR. But right. my point is, and I think this is important that you're highlighting, it was is the reaction of how dare you even bring this up? Why are you employed by NBC? That is their reaction to everything. You know, that is the far left progressive attitude of how dare you bring this up? You shouldn't even have a job for even raising the issue. And she did it (laughs) as diplomatically and and respectfully as one could be. 
as she totally is that way, by yeah. the way, and, and has earned her stripes in fairness. And the other one, oddly, they hate is Chuck Todd because yes. Chuck Todd has the nerve in their view to actually bring Republicans on his show. I, I think, you know, the national media, John, they have created this monster for yeah. themselves. It's the four years of the Trump coverage. Um, and just to wrap it up, you and I know darn well, if if Trump had been reported to have fallen and needed to have his foot looked at and was limping. We know darn well, you know, CNN and some of these really tough reporters against him, they would be demanding a document. They, I mean, like, let's be, face it, journalism is supposed to be about documentation, right? Well, when, when he was in the hospital, Walter Reed, with COVID, CNN was even putting gravely ill and you know, it, almost yep. seemed like he had taken a turn for the worse. Yeah. But just going back to Andrea Mitchell, I think this is something that, they're going to start to find it. And, and what I think was also interesting is, and you pointed out, it, it was the reaction of the panel. No one wanted to go after it. They were all awkwardly right. quiet about it. You know, she's actually fortunate that she's Andrea Mitchell and has her show. If she were, let's just say, like an up-and-comer, uh, some young reporter in their you know late 20s, early yeah. 30s, and a guest, there's a very good chance they wouldn't, she wouldn't be asked back to be on a show. It well, was that, even right. if she had broached a subject that you're just not even supposed to go after. And it has to do, come on, it seems a little odd that it supposedly happened on Saturday. Sunday, he had to go to the doctor. They say that he fell with his dog. But listen, older people, anyone that's ever had an older parent or grandparent, one of the things that happens is they fall. Right. And, you know, it's a very easy you know how did this happen oh he fell playing with his dog now right you know they've had a photo op of him riding his bike with the secret service they have a different things so i think it would also be fear of you know and some people don't understand but when did this happen because otherwise is it possible that he just fell on his own and there isn't a dog involved that well he's right. just an older pet person that fell and we all and we know from having had older parents also, um, as people advance, uh, and again, I, I'm not aware if we've ever seen his full medical record. John, he could have had something called, it's a mild thing, but it's like called a TSI, where someone is having a slight heart palpitation. That can force an older person to fall. Mm. And that's all I'm saying. Like, yeah. uh, you know, the fact, and I think she was 100% correct. The fact that you have, I just think it should be, um, a red flag for everyone. We have been through this tumultuous time, you know, um, and, and again, the president of the United States, you have to have a national media that is willing to cover this guy. And, uh, and I do, I just thought it was a, a notable moment. And I think that, you know, we have, you have a generation and they're working in network newsrooms, like you pointed out, that's John. That's right. Yeah. And they're working and, at newspapers. And that's a good point you make about are you a reporter, you're an activist. But more importantly here, and it has to do with the fact that in some ways it sends warning signals. That's what the mob is doing. Any member of the media yeah. out there, if you bring up something to do with Biden's health, they consider that that's like off limits we want positive coverage here. There should be no, That's really the more concerning part that someone yeah. watching that that may say, you know, you're on the sidelines and it's kind of that's the way they're going to react. Right. And it, it's it's kind of a warning, a shot, of, you know, across the bow for those that may think of bringing up something like that. Yes. So excellent. Folks, quick break. A lot more Donna Perry 
uh, reporter columnist for the Sun Chronicle right here on the John DePietro Show. Remember, Preferred Towing and Recovery, they're located in Lincoln, and they service the entire state. Preferred is also female-owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband, Mark Levy. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. You know, Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely. Preferred Towing, call them today, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500, or online at preferredrecovery.com, as well as Facebook, Preferred Towing. They can also, you know, they buy older vintage cars. Maybe it's from the 60s, 70s. Maybe you have one. It's been sitting in your garage for who knows how long, the last 15 years. And you keep saying, you know, someday I'm going to restore that. But how about instead call today, 401-725-8500. Call for a fair offer today. It's Preferred Towing in Recovery located in Lincoln, 401-725-8500. Again, they've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job done safely, secured safely and securely preferred towing 401-725-8500 or online preferredrecovery.com they're also on facebook it's always christmas at anthony's jewelers 65 percent off the entire store it's a once in a lifetime sale at 65 percent off all week long open sundays sale includes diamonds diamond engagement rings diamond earrings diamond wedding bands diamond pendants and bracelets all at 65 percent off all wedding bands rope figaro miami cuban and puffed gucci chains along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65 percent off it's always christmas at anthony's jewelers 65 percent off all week long one year interest-free financing anthony's jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006. And also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 439-6028, 439-6028, whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket truck service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call. 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or 
find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. The fall is a great time to have some work done on your lawn. Call Lawn Doctor today. Give them a call, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Remember, this time of year, well, late summer, early fall, warm days, cool nights, get the fertilization going. And also, you want to make sure you stay up on weed control. Watering is a perfect time this year. The water remains nice and dry. Remember, moisture, very important for your lawn. And less watering is better. And mowing, you don't have to mow as often. And on top of that, you want to make sure right now, the fall, this can be a perfect time for your lawn. Get it back in order. Listen, it was a dry summer. Call Lawn Doctor today, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote, 401-392-1025. Or remember, they have a great website. It's LawnDoctor.com. LawnDoctor.com. Give them a call. Quick, easy quote, 401-392-1025. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Uh, joining me is one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. He is our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I'd like to start off, if you don't mind. We're starting to see some business owners rebel. Uh, there's a, a bar owner in Staten Island getting a lot of attention. They had almost 2,000 people outside of his bar. But let's start closer to home. You have a gym owner of uh, Max Fitness, two locations locally, one in Warren, Warren, excuse me, and one in Lincoln. And Governor Mundo announced that during this two-week pause we're in that she would like gyms to close down. And so far he is saying, I am not. It's going to put me out of business, and they remain open. Yes, it's an interesting story, and it's a, a challenge that I've been looking for some business or, or small business to make um, to what the governor has been doing. Uh, the business is Max Fitness. He's got locations in Warren and in other towns in um, Rhode Island, and he has refused to abide by the governor's order that uh, gyms, fitness clubs, um, yoga studios and places like this close during this pause. This, this gentleman says, I did it back in the spring. I was closed for 10 to 12 weeks. I can't afford it again. I'll be out of business. So he's defying the governor's order. In response, the Rhode Island Department of Health, who the governor sort of has delegated enforcement powers to, uh, Department of Health has fined this business $500 and ordered an immediate closure. Now, typically when um, a fine has um, been levied um, by an administrative subdivision of the state, there should be an opportunity for the person or entity being fined to take an appeal and to request a hearing. In this case, I believe the hearing would be through the Department of Business Regulations. It sounds like Max Fitness has legal counsel And this could be an early test case um, of the constitutionality and the rational relationship of these orders of business closures um, to any scientific relevance that might be out there. This fellow from Max Fitness says, well, 
We take all the precautions we need to take. We do everything, but we're getting closed down. Meanwhile, you can walk into a Walmart and there's people elbow to elbow. You can go into Stop and Shop and there's people elbow to elbow. You can go into any liquor store, same deal. What's, I mean, why are we so different? Why are the big guys allowed to remain open in the Max Fitness? are getting hit. Certainly the rationale would be that in a, in a uh, health club, gym type environment, um, you're working out, you're breathing heavily, you're sweating, there's bodily fluids uh, potentially being um, uh, transferred or left on surfaces. But isn't it up to the business owner to take the appropriate precautions, just like supermarkets are supposed to be doing? And isn't it up to the good judgment of the folks choosing to go into these locations to assess whether the proprietors are taking the appropriate cautions? It would be interesting to see, John, if there's um, a hearing on these fines and a challenge to the constitutionality of what the governor's doing. You know, there's always this mantra, we're following the science. All right, let's bring in the experts. What's the difference between a small uh, workout gym versus other types of businesses. Where's the science? As we've said many times, the governor, since this all started, has been very um, strategic in what she has said versus what she has threatened. And her threats have largely successfully uh, resulted in the public complying with what she wants to happen. She's gotten away with it, if you will. And she's gotten away with it in part because the public is afraid and the public thinks they're obligated to follow her orders. Um, whether or not they're enforceable orders or enforceable directives has never really been challenged. So this case could well wind up with a hearing before the DBR and depending on the results there, there could be an appeal to the uh, Superior Court, the Rhode Island Superior Court, where a judge would have to weigh in on the validity of the order, um, the penalty which was imposed, and the legitimacy of the health department being the entity which imposes a fine. Mm. It, it, re it really creates problems for the administration if this case is truly followed to its conclusion. Yeah. Now, Tim, um, and again, folks, we speak with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. Now, from what I understand, this uh, the owner of these two fitness clubs, um, he's based in Connecticut. Connecticut gyms are open. And I also learned that um, right over the line in, I believe, in Attleboro, there's a Planet Fitness. There's a line to get in last night right over the line of Massachusetts for Planet Fitness. And it's it's a bunch of Rhode Island cars, Rhode Islanders. So. You know, it is odd. Here we are, Rhode Island. We're in the middle. Connecticut gyms are open. Massachusetts gyms are open. And there was no outbreak at any gym and certainly not at this Max Fitness. And, you know, I did ask uh, the governor about this very thing last Wednesday before it happened, uh, the, the pause. And Governor Mundo said, well, according to the CDC, gyms tend to people walk around and then you're exercising and you're exhaling a lot. And so they feel a lot of you know, that's how the, how the virus spreads. And, and there wasn't any evidence of it, but they just felt, well, a lot of times, you know, the CDC has recommended gyms closing. But to, to this particular owner, there, there's no evidence at all of an outbreak or let alone any of the people that go to his 
uh, max fitness that they've experienced really even any symptoms, Tim Dot. And, and it's true that when you look around, you, you bring up the example of Connecticut, that with gyms being open, there have been no um, identifiable outbreaks or no. positive findings. Um, I, I think that the... We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro show. Go ahead. They're extremely diligent, I believe, in wiping down surfaces and attending to social distancing. I mean, you go into supermarkets. Some are really good about spraying down the um, the belt you put your food on, the the um, where you put your credit card in, all of that stuff. They wipe it down a lot. You go into other places, not so much. There's no continuity. Um, what's the difference between going into one of these health clubs, which they're now shutting down, and I'm not looking to bring adverse attention, but look at um, hair salons. You go in there, you, you get laid back, they wash your hair, somebody's hovering over you, you get your hair cut or styled, you got the stylist hovering around your head, looking and cutting and doing all these things. They're open. I think they should be open, but there's just as much close contact in that environment than you might get in a health club, which again, this patchwork sort of hodgepodge approach to which businesses are the winners and get to stay open and which are the losers. Um, I don't think the administration really wants to get into um, a discussion of the science and what the CDC is recommending and whether or not the CDC recommendations are something that must be followed to the letter. I mean, clearly the CDC recommendations are not uniformly applied. It's a state-by-state -state decision. Um, I, I think the governor, again, has gotten away with it, but I think if she's challenged, she's going to have a lot of trouble. Tim Dodd, what about if um, the story in Staten Island the uh, the owner and his attorney run Tucker Carlson last night. Max Public House, the owner Danny Presti, he was taken away in handcuffs, and, and that's even more absurd. In Staten Island, they have different zones, and so they have a red zone and orange zone right up the hill from where this guy has this this bar, a public house, and so forth. Uh, the, there are restaurants that are open. He happens to be down the hill. They said, "Oh no, you're in a different zone." They had two thousand people out in front protesting singing God bless America and Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it. But they shut him down and he was taken away in handcuffs. And don't you think that's a message that the government is sending out? I mean, they, they made a spectacle and made an example of this guy. Like, don't challenge we, we folks who are in authority telling you um, lessers what you must do, even though we may not be doing the same thing. I mean, that yeah. was akin to when Roger Stone was taken out of his house, so honored by a SWAT team and, and like this, yeah. oh, it's overkill. The, the message was loud and clear in the state of New York or on Staten Island. You want to challenge, you know, we're going to bring in the Gestapo tactics. And I think it should be a chilling message to all Americans to see what happened to this guy um, the overreaction on the part of the authorities was just chilling. There's no reason for it. He was not doing anything um, which was disturbing the peace, if you will. He did nothing to be confrontational, violent, um, nothing. It, it, it's just a complete governmental overreach and overreaction. 
Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today. 401 521 Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401 521 This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. Ever in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today. 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain. 401-272-3340. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, let's get the latest with uh, the president, his team, Rudy Giuliani. I believe they were in Michigan. Meanwhile, um, uh, Linwood and Sidney Powell, they, they took their roadshow to Georgia yesterday, which is really becoming a center of the action. But uh, the president, he, he's no shortage of money. I believe he's raised over 150, 170 million legal defense to challenge uh, his election and challenge some of these different states. But 
What is the latest with the Trump litigation? Well, th- there's six states that are in play, and there's active litigation and other preliminary hearings in all of them. And if you were to open the Projo on a daily basis, you would be completely unaware that anything is going on. Um, That's right. It's rather astonishing that something that could have real constitutional implications. I mean, either there was voter fraud or there wasn't. There's been allegations, but there's been yet no um, final determination. But the specter of massive voter fraud is out there. And you would presume that the media would be a little bit more curious as to what's going on and a little bit more um, concerned to get out there and make sure that the system is operating appropriately and there aren't um, um, these um, shenanigans going on, if you will. But there seems to be no um, journalistic inquiry or interest or curiosity about any of it. But the short version is, in the state of Wisconsin, a suit has been filed trying to force um, the courts to refer the selection of electors, which would go to the Electoral College, um, to the uh, state legislature. Um, The U.S. Constitution indicates in Article 2 that the running of elections and the system for creating each state-by-state election is to be set up and governed by the state legislatures. Many of these challenges around the country center on the fact that um, it's not the legislatures that have done these rule changes to allow for unnotarized, unwitnessed paper ballots and the like. Look at the state of Rhode Island. I mean, the state of Rhode Island is not worth challenging because it's so lopsided in terms of its electorate. But Nellie Gorbea goes to court along with the ACLU saying it's too dangerous. We've got to have no, no witnesses, no notaries, and we've got to have these paper ballots. And I, as the secretary of state, I'm going to mail them out because I want to do so to each and every yeah. registered voter in Rhode Island. That is an overreach, in my view, of her um, Rhode Island constitutional authority. All of those moves should have been moves by the Rhode Island legislature. Now, the legislature's been out of commission during COVID. They haven't met. They haven't done anything. But all of these decisions about paper ballots, notarizations, witnesses, should have been with the legislature, not with the secretary of state. And you got to give the Board of Elections its, its due. They wouldn't go along with her proposals. Um, it wound up in federal court. I don't know why in federal court the challenge was not made that Nellie Gorbea was not the appropriate authority to be requesting these changes, that it should have been from the legislature, but we've got what we've got. But in Wisconsin, they're saying that the Secretary of State and the governor exceeded their authority. So the whole vote in Wisconsin was flawed because all of these changes did not um, um, come from the legislature. Now, if the voting in Wisconsin was messed up and done with inappropriate changes, the Trump team is asking the court to kick it back to the state legislature to come up with a solution and ask the legislature to select the electors to go to the electoral college. 
it's a stretch. I think if you follow the logic, it makes sense. But uh, I'd be astonished if they find a judge in Wisconsin to say, you're right, the whole state election was a mess. Um, we're not going to recognize the results. The certification of the results should not have been um, affirmed. It's up to the state legislature to um, select who goes to the Electoral College on behalf of either Biden or Trump. Um, but it's an interesting theory. Michigan is not so far ahead, John. Michigan's going through the whole uh, process of having witnesses appear to give their anecdotal testimony about irregularities and fraud that they allegedly saw during this whole election process. I think that Michigan's a little too far behind in terms of what needs to be done in the time that's available. Pennsylvania, um, is tr the Trump team is trying to get the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to stay the certification of the election results so that the Trump team can attempt to get the United States Supreme Court to weigh in on what the Pennsylvania courts have um, ruled on. That type of appeal would be analogous to the appeal that was taken by the Gore team when appealing the decision of the um, um, Supreme Court of Florida. Either Bush or, or Gore or both back in 2000 appealed from a state Supreme Court, that case Florida, in this case it's Pennsylvania. Will the U.S. Supreme Court take this up? It's an open question. If they don't, then the Trump team is really doomed. Um, if they do, mm. then Trump's in the game. So Pennsylvania is very significant right now. Um, the courts in Pennsylvania have been uh, in lockstep against the president but the Trump team's trying to perfect a record to take an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Sidney Powell in Georgia has taken up a very interesting tack. She's attempting to get a statewide restraining order to stop Georgia officials from wiping or altering the Dominion um, voting machines and voting equipment. The Georgia yeah. officials are like going at a furiously fast pace, trying to wipe and alter and take away any evidence of how the Dominion voting machines and software tabulated votes. They wanna do this like yesterday. And she's trying to stop that. So there's an opportunity to investigate. One would think the authorities would say, hey, if there's this specter of problems, maybe we should look into it. But no, they're saying, let's wipe out the evidence as quick as we can. So she got a judge to give her the restraining order for about four select counties, but she's looking for a statewide restraining order. So you can look at the Dominion equipment um, and software in the entire state. Again, I'm not sure she has enough time to accomplish what she wants before December 14th rolls around. But tactically, I think it's a very interesting argument. And the fact that she got a, at least a partial stay and a partial TRO so that these um, Dominion uh, machines and equipment can be looked at, I think is significant. Arizona and Nevada, there's active litigation, both alleging that uh, in Nevada, many there's evidence that some people voted twice, like up to 40,000 people. In Arizona, there's allegations that up to 400,000 votes were illegally cast. Those both don't have, I don't 
believe, enough critical um, corroborating information. In Nevada, allegations have been made with no corroborating affidavits. So I think the Nevada lit uh, litigation is doomed. And in Arizona, um, they're also looking to freeze all of the Dominion equipment. And Arizona officials are scrambling to try to wipe out the Dominion records as quick as they can. So again, Arizona is much like Georgia trying to get a stay or a freeze so that this Dominion equipment can be looked at. John, the problem is we have 11 days. I, I'm not sure if anything is really yeah. going to happen. Um, again, the closest to getting to the Supreme Court is Pennsylvania. So that's, I think, where the attention should be focused. And I think second mm. is Georgia. Those two states, I think, are on the fastest yeah. track to get somewhere if anything is going to happen. I think, it was in, I think it was in Georgia, a staffing employee uh, contracted by Dominion testified in a 27 27- our period, she witnessed the same ballots being counted thousands and thousands of times. Tim, you're right. You'd think they would want to investigate, get to the bottom of that. Uh, you would think any state would be concerned about corruption or fraud or election integrity. I mean, it's not, you know, the ends justify the means. If you like the result, then you turn a blind eye to how you got that result. Um, it's, a, it's very disturbing um, that, yeah. you know, the Biden camp should be saying, you know what, I want to make sure that I'm the legitimate winner. I agree. This stuff should be investigated. But from his camp, it's crickets. And th most significantly, you hear nothing from the Dominion people, from Dominion corporate, defending their practices. Right. I, there's been multiple yeah. media inquiries saying, what do you have to say about this? What do you have to say about the allegations? Nothing. Nothing. Silence. Yeah. And, and not a lot of coverage locally, like, for instance, the journal about Sidney Powell or any of the uh, cases or uh, what they're what they're going after. Right. And whether or not the Trump team is correct or incorrect without taking a position on that, one would think that the electorate would be very, very concerned and not just take the word of uh, talking heads on television that there's been no fraud yeah. here. This has been the most perfect election in history. I mean, you've got to be Pollyanna to agree that this is the most perfect election in history. You'd have to be extraordinarily naive. Yeah. I mean, close uh, locally, 510,000 votes were cast, supposedly, and they're saying that they were all perfect. Um, we're going to take another quick break. A lot more attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show.